Hello, I'm Kevin Hayes, the Story Man. Welcome to the Nightly Bedtime Story Podcast, where you can hear a bedtime story every night. Tonight's bedtime story is Mrs. Peter Piper's Pickles by E. Mueller. I hope you like it. Mrs. Peter Piper's Pickles, written by E. Mueller. Ka ka! There's nothing in that bush, said one old crow to another old crow as they flew slowly along the beach. Ka ka yourself! No, nothing worth looking at, answered the other old crow, and then they alighted on a dead tree and complained that the egg season was over. That was because they were fond of sandpiper's eggs, and there were none in that bush. No eggs were there, to be sure, but there sat Mrs. Peter Sandpiper, talking to two fine young sandpipers just hatched. "'Nothing worth looking at,' said she indignantly. "'Well, anything but a crow would have more sense. Nothing in this bush indeed. Petweet, petweet!' And truly, she might well be angry at anyone snubbing those young ones of hers. Their eyes were so bright, their legs were so slim, and their beaks so sharp that it was delightful to see them. And they turned out their toes so gracefully that the first time they went to the sea to bathe, everyone said Mrs. Peter Sandpiper had reason to be proud of her children. But just as soon as they could run, they got into all sorts of troubles and vexed Mrs. Sandpiper out of her wits. Such a pair of young pickles I never hatched before, said she to Mrs. Kingfisher, who came to gossip one day. Well, well, my dear, said Mrs. Kingfisher, boys will be boys. By the time they are grown up, they will be all right. Now, my dear Pinlegs was just such... But Mrs. Sandpiper had to fly off to see what Pipsy Sandpiper was doing and keep Nipsy Sandpiper from swallowing a June bug twice too big for him. They were great trials. They were always eating the wrong kind of bugs and having indigestion and headaches. They were forever getting their legs tangled up in long wet grass and screaming for Mrs. Peter Sandpiper to come help them out. And at night, they chirped in their sleep and disturbed Mrs. Sandpiper dreadfully by kicking each other. At last, she said she could stand it no longer. They must take care of themselves. So she cried, Put-tweet! Goodbye! And then she flew away, leaving Pipsy and Nipsy alone by the sea to take care of themselves. It was quite a trouble at first, for Mama Sandpiper had always helped them to bugs and worms, one apiece, turn about, so all was fair. But now Pipsy, always one of the best of everything, and Nipsy, being good-tempered, had to eat what his brother left. One day bugs were very scarce, and both little sandpipers were so hungry that they could have eaten a whole starfish, if he had come out of his shelter. Suddenly, Nipsey, who was a trifle nearsighted, said he saw a large beetle coming along the beach. They ran quickly to meet it, but what in the world was it? It had legs. Oh, such legs! They were larger than Pipsy's and Nipsey's put together. Its back was like a huge shell, and its eyes were dreadful. The little sandpipers looked at each other in terror, but a mild little voice from the creature relieved them. I beg your pardon, said he. Let me introduce myself. Sea Crab Esquire of Oyster Bay. Ah, oh, indeed, said Pipsy. Glad to know you, I'm sure. 
I think I must have lost my way, said Sea Crab Esquire. Could you oblige me by telling me if you see any boys near? Any boys? said Pipsy and Nipsy, looking at each other. Never saw one in my life. What do they look like? Have they many legs? Are they fat? Are they good to eat? asked both the hungry little sandpipers. They are creatures, said the crab with a groan. Creatures a thousand times larger than we are. They have strings. They tie up legs and pull. They throw stones. If you ever see a boy, run for your life. Good gracious me, cried both the little sandpipers. How very dreadful. But there were no boys in sight. So Sea Crab grew sociable and offered to show them a place where bugs were plenty. Just get on my back, said he and I'll have you there in no time. So they got on his back. It was very wet and slippery, but they held on with their toes, while Sea Crab gave himself a heave and started. Oh, my! exclaimed Nipsey. He's going backward! He actually is! cried Pipsy. At this rate, we'll get there day before yesterday, won't we? Surely! said Nipsey. How very horrid of him when we are so hungry! What a slow coach! Let's jump off quick or he'll take us clear into last week, cried the silly sandpipers, and then they skipped off and ran down the beach in the opposite direction. Sea Crab called to them, but it was no use, so he went on his way. But as for the sandpipers, they went on getting into trouble. The day was hot, and after they had run some distance, they stepped into the water to cool off. Nipsey stepped in first, but the water was up to his breast, and it frightened him, so he stepped out again. Pooh, said Pipsy. You are afraid, you are. Look at me. Then he jumped in, and only his head stuck out. This is twice as deep as you were in, he cried, turning up his bill and rolling his eyes. You're sitting down, you are, said Nipsy in scorn. I'm not, said Pipsy. You are? I can see your toes all doubled up, even if the water is muddy, said Nipsey, and rushed at him to punish him for bragging. They both rolled under the water and then out on the shore, dripping wet and very angry with each other. Pipsy went home to the old bush and was very miserable. He wanted something to eat and did not know where to find anything. Nipsey went high up the beach and found a lot of young hedge crickets, but he did not half enjoy them. They were fat and smooth, and he was hungry, but crickets had no flavor without Pipsy to help eat them. But he was angry at him yet. He must come to me, he said sternly, to the cricket he was eating. The cricket said nothing, being halfway down his throat, and pretty soon Nipsey could stand his feelings no longer. Catching up the largest, smoothest, softest cricket, he ran down to the shore as fast as his legs could carry him. There, in the twilight, he saw a lonely figure standing on one leg. Pipsy! he cried. Nipsy! cried Pipsy, and they flew to each other. Here's a glorious fat cricket for you. Forgive me, Nipsy, said his brother. And then they were happy. I hope you like tonight's bedtime story, Mrs. Peter Piper's Pickles. Try to say that real fast four times. By E. Mueller. Well, they all had their troubles, but it seemed to work out okay. Mrs. Sandpiper got rid of those crazy pickles of hers, 
The crows? I don't know. Maybe they got a ride on the crab down to the local restaurant and had scrambled eggs. The pickle boys seemed to be doing just fine. The big, fat, juicy crickets? Not so much. But there's so many crickets in the world. You might hear one tonight. I'm Kevin Hayes, the story man. I'll be here tomorrow night to read you another bedtime story. But for tonight, good night.